From WNAT in New York, hi, I'm Tom Stewart, and welcome to WNAT Up Next, where we take you behind the scenes for a look at what's happening in the world of public media and help you get to know the people who make it all happen. Today, you'll get to meet two key players in the creation of a new broadcast and streaming platform dedicated to arts and culture. It's called All Arts, and after many, many months, actually years of preparation, it's up and running. And right now, it's my great pleasure to welcome Diane Michelli back to our microphones. Diane, you, of course, wear many hats here at WNET and WLIW, but today you are here as the proud executive in charge of all arts. Very proud and very excited to be a part of this new chapter in the history of WNET. It's very, very exciting. So take us back to the beginning. How did all arts come about? Arts has always been one of the hallmarks of public broadcasting and, of course, of WNET. WNET has an amazing legacy in the arts content creation over the past 55 years. A number of years ago, we received a very large bequest from someone, a very generous donor. We looked at that and decided that we were going to do something transformational with this bequest that was really going to have a lasting impact, um, not just on our organization, of course, but on the audience and on our community. And we looked at a number of different topic areas, and the thing we kept coming back to was the arts, because Mm -hmm. that is really one of the hallmarks of the work that we all do, both in public media and at WNET. And so we started down this path of exploring the possibility of creating a whole new channel that would be devoted to the arts. And here we are today. Absolutely. What would you say the goal would be and your mission of all arts? We really hope to reduce barriers to experiencing the arts and building new audiences for artists and cultural organizations, of course, our audience, and usher in a new era of public media that combines this model of free, accessible, multi-platform content over the air, on cable, streaming, on the web, free for everyone, no ticket necessary to the arts, and to really amplify the work of the artistic community in our region and to partner with arts organizations so that we can all bring this great work that's being done to a much bigger and broader audience and enrich our community. And it's like nothing else, really. So there really isn't anything else like it at this time that is multi-platform across so many different ways that people can access this content. You know, some people watch television on their digital antenna and you can watch it on 21.4. Some people like On Demand and are going to go to our streaming app and watch it when they want. Some people will watch it when it happens on cable, on their cable system. And other people will access it on our website or on Passport. So there really isn't anything like it in the sense of it's accessible to people wherever they want to get it, however they want to watch it, and that it's really exploring so many different kinds of arts and genres and artists and different parts of our very diverse community and creating these partnerships um, with organizations that don't always get a big spotlight shine on them. Give me an example of some of those types of partnerships. So one of the things we are doing and we've done is partnering with arts organizations like United Solo, which does a series of one-person shows on uh, off-off-off Broadway Mm -hmm. um, and filming some of those and bringing them to the audience. 
a small organization called National Sawdust, which is not small in its community, but maybe not a lot of people know about it. Well, we're working with them to bring a concert that they're doing and other things that they're doing there. Treskellian Split Bill Dance Series, which is an organization that features new choreographers. Lots of people might not know about them or see them. We're also working with the Met. We're also working with established organizations, but we work with them regularly. So we're really trying to focus on on some of these smaller arts organizations and individual artists as well to help bring their art forms to a greater audience and help them to really have a robust arts life. Now, I understand that the look and the sound of all arts is going to be quite different from other public uh, media ventures. Can you tell us a little bit about how that's going to be? Well, we've worked a lot on the branding. It's been a great collaborative effort by a lot of different people. And I think it's very modern. I think it's very reflective of the kind of different kinds of art forms that you're going to see on all arts that you don't see elsewhere. A lot of what we're bringing to the audience is not seen anywhere else on television, online, or anywhere else. And so we're trying to create a branding that goes along with that. So it's very dynamic. It's very bold, I think. And um, it's very exciting. And it has some really great sort of dynamic sound and graphics to go along with it. This might be a little bit of a stretch, but do you think you might say that this is not your grandfather's public media, all arts? Oh, yes, I think that's the case. It will appeal to the usual public media audience. We have opera and we have classical music, but we also have hip-hop and rap and foreign films and new choreographers and visual artists. And one of the things that we just filmed was the hip-hop Nutcracker. Mm -hmm. So the Nutcracker, but... Not your usual ballet, same music, but with hip-hop dance. So those kinds of programs are going to appeal to different audiences. But we do have the programs that will appeal to our usual core audience. We also, on our website, I think one of the indicators of the kind of appeal that we're having to a different audience is... You know, we launched our website a while ago. It's allarts.org. You can sign up for the newsletter Mm -hmm. if you haven't already. 70% of the traffic on that website is from people 45 and below. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's a real indicator of the kinds of content that we're curating, the audience that we're appealing to. I think that's great because so much of what we do in public media, sometimes we don't reach a younger demographic. And so this may be a way to really... uh, tap into that group. Exactly. I think we're trying to, you know, you can't be all things to everyone, but we are trying to be true to our core, but also to create opportunities for a new audience and new kinds of art and work that is not typically seen anywhere on TV or online. Tell me a little bit about the team that you've put together for this. Uh, I know it's a great group of people. I'm so fortunate. Our company has allowed so many of us to come together to work together on this project. Honestly, There isn't a single part of this company that has not been involved in all arts. So while we have a core group of people who work on it day in and day out for the last year plus, it's been a massive undertaking. Truly everyone in this company has had something to do with all arts. So it really is a company-wide effort. And the core group of people that I have, you're going to be talking to Senior Director Joe Harrell next. He's been truly instrumental in everything that we're doing, the partnerships, the look, the kind of content we're doing, the website design, everything that goes along with it. We have Senior Producer who just came to us from Live at Lincoln Center. So we're very fortunate 
to have her join us, Christy Jesslin. We have a great group of multimedia producers. We have a great group of promo producers, our programming department, and it just goes really on and on and on. I mean, we're everybody's so excited about the work that we're doing. A great digital team. Um, the IEG Interactive Engagement Group has been great partners in creating the apps that are going to make the content available to people on demand, the website, you doing this. <laughs> and it just really honestly just goes on and on. We're, we're very fortunate to have so many people across our company and on our team that are so uh, dedicated and so creative and excited as yeah. I am well, about it's the whole thing. to bring something so new and very different from, from what we've been doing. Yes, absolutely. Now, uh, one of the special features of All Arts, as, as it occurs to me, is you actually have an artistic director. And I know that many uh, arts organizations, theater companies, ballet companies, museums have artistic directors, but I've never heard this before in the world of public media. So I'm hoping you can reflect a little bit about your artistic director, whom I believe name is Jorn Weisbrod. Yes, is that correct. And and what what that's all about, to have an artistic director. So you mentioned that a lot of arts organizations have an artistic director, and, and that person really is a consultant to help shape the vision of the work that whatever organization is doing, in, for the most part. And so Jorn grew up in Germany. He has a background in opera. He has been an artistic director in many different places around the world. He was the artistic director for the Illuminata Festival in Toronto, which was a very exciting new experience for the Toronto audience. He was the artistic director at the Watermill Center on Long Island. He's currently, in addition to being the artistic director for us, as a consultant. He's also the artistic director for the Music Center of Los Angeles, where he just was involved with mounting a big celebration of Joni Mitchell's music, which actually is going to now become a great performance. So it'll be one of the episodes of Great Performances in March. So there's a lot of intersects there. He knows just everyone in the art world. He also worked for Robert Wilson. He knows a lot of the artistic directors of many of the arts institutions and artists in our region and around the country and the world. So having someone like Jorn involved with All Arts is just an amazing experience for us. We're working with him on this thing called Never in New York. New York is a very multicultural, diverse community, as we all know. But I think that there are also things that we're curious about that we haven't experienced yet. And Jorn has even already been able to sort of point us in the direction of some content and some ideas and some artists that have not been exposed to the New York community. Mm -hmm. And so we're really excited about that sort of expansive view of the artistic world. Well, yes, this is um, all arts here for New York, but arts transcends geography. And so to be able to have someone like Jorn who can expand our universe beyond the multicultural community that we already have here in New York is very exciting. And some of the really most exciting experimental things are coming from, from other places. I think we're going to see that that's the case. I mean, obviously, New York it has great experimental art and performance and people who are pushing the boundaries in the artistic world and in their own creations. There's so much more out there that we're excited to be able to bring to the audience that we normally, until now, would not be able to do. Well, we're going to get Joe in here in just a minute or so, but is there anything else uh, we need to know about all arts at this point? Please follow us on social media, sign up for the newsletter, watch us on TV, send us your ideas, 
And I hope you'll be as excited as we are about what's to come. Diane Michelli, thank you so much. Thank and, you, Tom. Uh, very exciting. Congratulations. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, everyone. And joining us right now is another member of the All Arts production team, Senior Director Joe Harrell. Joe, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Thanks for having me. So how long have you been involved in working on, on All Arts? It's hard to remember, to be honest, because I've, I've been at WNET for about seven years now. And so, You're you know... You're connected with the interactive engagement. Group. Exactly. Exactly. My background is in digital media primarily. And I first heard about it, I'd say, two and a half years ago. Yeah. And then it was sort of a gradual buildup until a year ago, July. So that was about a year and a half ago when I started working with Diane full time on the development of, of all arts. So, you know, it could be as long as two and a half mm -hmm. years that I've just, you know, in some capacity have been talking about it or meeting with people about it. And then it slowly really came into focus and got serious about a year and a half ago. How would you describe your chief responsibilities? That's a hard... I mean, to be brilliant. Okay. Always, that's, that's, right? That's, that's a good one. <laughs> start, start there. To... Um, a major focus of, of mine is partnerships, and that was really important to Neil Shapiro, our president and CEO, that partnerships be the backbone of all arts. Mm -hmm. And that was the first mandate to sort of go out and make friends of all arts. And that continues to be a primary focus in lots of meetings with people, lots of listening to sort of what the priorities and goals of artists and institutions in the area primarily, but not just in the New York area, what those goals are and how something like All Arts can support it. And from that comes programming, programming ideas, things that we can cover, you know, as any sort of news or media outlet does, or promotional partnerships, doing an event together, being a media sponsor of something. So really partnerships in, in all aspects of it, but also uh, the online components I work on a lot. And okay, I want to ask you specifically a little bit more about that, because I know yeah. that the online content has been available since last August at allarts.org. Right. Yeah. And tell me, what can I find on allarts.org? You can, well, on allarts.org, you can find lots of video, of course, and coverage of arts that are going on around the country. Artists or even non-artists are doing creative things with social media that don't necessarily get recognized off of that platform. So that's a form of creative expression that we're featuring. We also have a weekly post of five free events in the New York area that's very popular. We do profiles of, of artists and others in creative fields. A lot of times those people are working on stuff or maybe they just released a book. So it's, it's a pretty broad range. It's also the home of all of our original programming. I was hearing that the, your Instagram has already made a big impact. The engagement with our audience members on Instagram is huge. And it's been an interesting exercise to sort of understand how we're connecting with people, sort of who our audience is. Because we, of course, had some assumptions about sort of who the audience should be 
whom we we should be creating content for 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 all arts. But uh, in many ways, you only realize what's needed, what's wanted once you start doing it. And so Instagram, as we've been posting there on a daily basis, has been a really good good place to figure that out. I think. I know you've also been promoting a newsletter, an e newsletter that you have. Tell yes. me what that's about. So you can sign up for it at allarts.org/newsletter, and it's really a weekly kind of highlights of everything that we are putting out, whether it's a new program that is premiering on the TV channel or available on the streaming apps or the weekly five free events blog post or even major sort of posting or video series that we're releasing on social media. All of that is highlighted. Well, now from being exclusively allarts.org, you are now all arts on cable and in many other places. And what's that transition been like? Yeah. 24-7 cable uh, right. station, essentially. To, I guess, back up a little bit, when we started planning all arts, it was really important that we essentially were everywhere that people are consuming media. TV, a TV channel, is still very powerful in connecting with, with audiences. But there are new generations of media consumers who mm. get the majority of their information, say, from a platform like Facebook or Instagram. And so it was an, an important for us to have content on those platforms that would connect with these new audiences, let's say. That's terrific. Every day of the week, uh, All Arts is going to be out there. I understand it's a thematic schedule that every day has a particular theme. Could you run us through a little bit of that? I sure. Think Monday is art stories. That's correct, which is primarily arts-focused documentaries and sort of news-type programming from around the world. So some stuff that is produced here at WNET, but also some really fascinating stuff that has never been seen, at least on TV, I don't think, mm -hmm. in many cases in the U.S. So that's really exciting. On Tuesday, we are pulling something from WNET's vault, going back to the I love the, the whole the concept 50s. of the vault. You it's know, this, super uh, exciting. It's It's, it's underground somewhere. It There's totally, this thing. It's I very mean, damp. It's like a cave. And it literally is. Right. I mean, some of these things had, had never been some of these films, the, these gems had never been digitized yeah. and, in fact, didn't even exist in our physical files. You know, they, they had to be pulled from the Library of Congress. The team that deals with our archive did a huge amount of work just identifying sort of what's available to us, where it is, what's the process of getting to the point where we can actually offer it up on our streaming apps and on our TV channel. So that's uh, Tuesday. Wednesday night is our originals, which we're very excited about. So that's stuff that the All Arts team has produced. Thursday night is dramas. I like to think of that as sort of if a TV show were to be in your favorite art house cinema, that's the type of stuff that you'll see on Thursday nights. On Friday, it's stage and screen. So we have some foreign films there, but we also have works from the stage that that we filmed or others have, have filmed. One is Prince, the one-man show that was done in New York at the Crane Theater, produced by an organization called Frigid New York. That's an amazing one-man show about Freddie Prince. Uh, is really well done, super interesting, because you learn about this historical figure and plenty of other stage shows that we'll be presenting. And then Saturday in the morning, we have kids programming. Ah. So arts-focused kids programming, a few hours of that. The rest of the day and into the evening is music programming, and it really is all genres of music and beautiful programs from rap and R&B to classical music. 
Sunday morning, there's an opera block, which is very exciting. And we're really lucky to have Julia Bullock, who has already absolutely made a name for herself in the opera world. She is really wonderful and is introducing many of those operas and bringing sort of a personal connection to those pieces. So I think that's really exciting. And then Sunday night is what we're calling the big event. You may have seen Antigone and Ferguson, which is one of our originals, done at Harlem Stage, produced by a company called Theater of War. That is super inventive and inspiring and really using classic Greek tragedies and uh, presenting them in modern contexts as a way to engage community and create productive dialogue around really tough issues. So this one is called Antigone in Ferguson. Sounds wonderful. And now you have some other very interesting program titles. Yeah. Broadway Sandwich. Yeah. That's, that's just a great title. Yeah. Makes me hungry, it's, actually. It, <laughs> it's it's super fun. I mean, and it it is just, uh, it's tasty to eat up in the way that a good sandwich is, right? Um, the, the host, this gentleman named Garen Scribner, who was in An American Paris on Broadway and danced with the San Francisco Ballet. So he's in this world. And essentially, he meets his friends who are in Broadway shows at the stage door between shows on a two-show day. And he just hangs out with them, you know, so what, what, what what, doing whether it's shows. totally, whether it's getting a haircut, having lunch, of course, biking home so they can water their plants, do a yoga class. Some of these people actually exercise <laughs> in between shows on a two show day because they're that crazy going on a run in Central Park. So it's sort of a view into the Broadway world that I'd never seen before. And Garen's just really likable. And it's super fun, of course, going backstage Sounds with terrific. these stars. And yeah. And what's a box burner? Box burners. A, a box burner is somebody who not only is working outside the box, they've burned that box. Oh, right? Okay. Yeah. And so this is a um, a series that initially we are offering up online. So they're fairly short episodes profiling groups and individuals, primarily in the New York area, but many of these people are performing around the world, who, who are doing just super creative work. I know what house seats are in the theater, but what are right. house seats on all arts? Well, you get a house seat when you watch house seats, essentially. Do I have to pay extra? You don't. Oh. No, that's the brilliance of all arts, right? That's essentially our theater series, okay. right? The set list? Yeah. So the set list is our music series, so all arts original music shows of many genres. So we have rap and R&B from Brick Celebrate Brooklyn and Prospect Park, uh, jazz at Brick Jazz Fest, Beyond Beautiful, the music of Carole King. How about In Motion? And In Motion is our dance series, focusing on up-and-coming dancers and choreographers, but also some people who are highly established. So we filmed some beautiful dance performances in Greenpoint, Brooklyn, in a space called Triskelion Arts, and they have a series called Split Bill, where each night it is curated so that there are different kind of genres of dance that are presented side by side. And these are all fairly sort of new or young choreographers. We filmed those performances and also did interviews with the choreographers. Joe, you obviously have an extensive knowledge, and I know background, in the performing arts. Could you share a little bit of your history with us? If I'm not mistaken, I believe that you are also a singer and an actor. Is yeah, I was. I mean, it's been a long time since I... I just wanted to know, my question is really, how did your performing arts 
skills yeah. a, as an actor and a singer inform what you're doing now? My exposure to the arts goes back to being a kid, right? Mm-hmm. I sort of got the theater bug when I was in like fifth grade and was really lucky to spend summers at the Interlochen Center for the Arts in northern Michigan and did community theater and then studied. Um, I have a Bachelor of Fine Arts from the University of Michigan in musical theater. And then I worked as an actor on and off for a couple years, as you do, right? And I toured with the musical Jack and Hyde, I was really lucky to have been exposed to the arts. And I think of it as a different way of viewing the world, which is why I'm so passionate about all arts and the potential for this sort of media entity in society to just help us all see things not as black and white, to take an artistic approach to everything that we're dealing with on a societal level or on an individual level. That way of thinking, or shall I say an an appreciation for that way, way of thinking, goes back to a very young age. I think that's kind of at the core of what I hope to bring to all arts. One of the cool things about all arts is just how broad of a view we have of the arts world. None of us are experts on sort of what is art and what isn't. And I think we all believe that we don't want to be making those decisions and the ideas to inspire all of us and feature people who are doing creative and inspiring things. Whether it's somebody who is established and has their work at the Metropolitan Museum of Art or somebody who is doing something really cool in the culinary space. We have so much ground in which to cover and so much opportunity to expand the programming that we're doing. Whether it's country music or doing more sort of in the hip-hop or spoken word space. There are just many exciting ideas that we have that I think people will be really surprised and delighted with. So do you see all arts really evolving over time? It's not a fixed... uh... Oh, absolutely. We want it to be a place for the community to express themselves. So as art forms are changing and new voices are emerging, we want all arts to be a platform for all of that. Thanks so much. Joe Harrell, Senior Director of All Arts. And again, just to sum up, All Arts is a brand new free broadcast and streaming platform that's dedicated to arts and culture. It's having its premiere right now. And just briefly, could you hit some of those ways that we can access All Arts? I know there are a lot. I know there's allarts.org and go from there. Exactly. Well, you can find this list at allarts.org slash anywhere, but you can go on your TV, Apple TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV. You can download apps there on your smartphone or tablet, as well as on social media platforms on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And that handle is at allarts.tv. Thanks again, and special thanks to Executive in Charge Diane Michelli. All Arts are really breaking new ground in public media. And thank you all for listening, and join us again soon for another edition of WNET Up Next. You can share your questions and comments with us at upnext at WNET.org, and we hope you do become a subscriber. WNET Up Next is a presentation of the Design and On-Air Promotion Department of WNET New York. I'm Tom Stewart.